Welcome into episode 89 of Without a Mic Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Roger. This is Brittany. And today we are going to be reviewing one of the best shows of all time. I think awards wise, if you look at it that way, it's hard to argue that Ted Lasso is one of the best critically acclaimed, most successful shows of all time. So we're going to. It is Apple's number one show, right? Like it 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 absolutely is, right? Okay. It's. I'm like, I know that's a weird statement, but I'm pretty sure it's their number one show on like since Apple TV's been going. I I think that's I I don't think there's anything that's probably close just because of how many seasons it's had and yeah. how long it's been out. But I, I I would be curious to see how it if it holds that spot over the next few years as shows like Severance and um, other shows kind of come up after it. But before we get into that. I have a. I, I need Brittany to say something publicly because at the oh. end of our last episode. So let me when tell we you. We stopped story. recording. <laughs> yeah. You ever you ever have like a movie or a show or a song or this food place that you recommend to someone and they're like, Nah, it's not that good. I'm not interested. I don't like Thai food. I'm not into the you know the Beastie Boys or whatever it is. And then you get to that point and and they call you and they're like, You know what? I I finally tried it or I listened to it or I watched it, and it was pretty good like it's awesome and so i need Brittany to give some kudos to the man the myth the legend the one and only tom cruise because you finally saw top gun maverick which is not the first one so take it away oh man Uh, this is exactly i'll say verbatim what i said i said roger i saw top gun maverick and it was bad ass. <laughs> Let's go. Well, there's a more of a pause between the bad. Yeah, and the ass, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you had me worried for a second. I got a little. Maybe you were a little worried with the bad, but no, guys, it's a good movie. I gave it like what an eight point four out of ten, maybe a nine out of ten. I don't. I don't remember exactly, but that's, that's a good that's... movie. I actually watched it twice in two days. <laughs> this was like Christmas for me because I've been. I've been pushing the Tom Cruise agenda. I've been singing his praises. I've been the only one here who appreciates him. And finally, and you've been, you haven't, you've not been a big supporter of Tom Cruise no, up to this I point. Still, yeah, I still am critical. not. Let's make it clear. I'm still not well, the biggest supporter, but Top Gun Maverick is a good movie. Like, I, I you can't argue it. A great movie. An incredible movie. Yes. Um, and some of the greatest action sequences I've seen. Uh, and, you know, it It actually makes me a tiny bit excited for Mission Impossible. So, Well, you've never seen a Mission Impossible movie, which is, that is yep. my Mission Impossible, is to get you to watch the, <laughs> exact the Tom most Cruise recent content. Two. Tom yes. Cruise content. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convert you to a Tom Cruise uh, believer Stan? by the end. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good movie, you guys. I like I said, we showed my son the last. I do believe the last hour makes the movie. If I'm being honest, well, sure, it's a buildup, right? Yeah, it's like it's the best part of it. So we watched the whole thing on Friday, and then um, my son was at a sleepover, and he comes home, and I'm like, "Great, you got to watch this movie, dude. It's so sick." And uh, we just watched the last hour of the final fight scene, and it was so good. I just I loved it. Love I'm like, Gray, it. are you watching? He's like. He's like, which one's the bad guy? I'm like, okay, just relax, because he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I just true. wanted You're to scared. watch that last hour one more time. It was so good. So good. Well, I'm glad you finally watched it and you enjoyed it because I, America and the world thinks it's a good yes. movie. It's like seventh or eighth most highest grossing film of all time in the box office. So, and 
it, it's funny because you look at um, like how long movies are in theaters and that's a good indicator of like how good it actually is doing. Not necessarily it's a good film, but like Avatar has been in theaters until June 9th. It finally came to Disney Plus and it released in like, December. Did it come to Disney Plus like two days ago, I feel like? Yeah, it was last Friday, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Um, whereas Ant-Man Quantumania, that came out in February and it was on Disney Plus in like April. So it's like that it was like two months of short-lived uh hype and then they're like let's just get it on disney plus and move on whereas you have avatar that's out for six months so box office wise you know it does it's doing well i want to say top gun it came out in like it was either late may or early june last year and it was literally in the box office i'm pretty sure through the holidays like they even added extra screenings during the holidays because of how well it did so oh yeah i remember yeah i remember it coming back even for a little bit but um yeah so i watched that recently um i also watched creed 3 now creed 2 is just garbage okay it is so horrendously bad but creed 3 still not great but jonathan (laughs) majors just he makes it for me he is the actor that like does it for me i don't it sucks right now because we don't know with his allegations and his trials what's going on we don't know what his future will be like uh which just from watching creed and watching you know ant-man quantumania it's like i just like that dude and i think he's very as an actor and he's i think he's very talented he is he 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 brought something to creed 3 that i don't want to offend anybody but i'm gonna say it He showed actual talent, like acting ability talent, not just boxing. I understand Michael Jordan is talented at that, but like emotional, believable Mm -hmm. acting, Jonathan Majors brought. And it was like, it was really good. Do you know what I mean? Like it made you actually kind of believe in the story, even though you've seen Michael B. Jordan do it now three times almost. Yeah. Um. So, you know, just Jonathan Majors, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going to be the end all with him. I know that. Uh, Marvel pushed back Avengers King Dynasty like two years. Yeah, that that feels like it might have already been happened. Well, I, it's it's hard to say, right? Because we don't know. Marvel's in so much flux right now. We don't. I, I mean, yes, it's a huge blow to lose their chief actor for the main villain of this entire phase. I mean, so they can't to, do it without him. They can't. They can't do it without the character, but they could get a new actor. I don't and, think they could. Well, they can get it. They they'll have. They might have to. Right. It's. It would be. It would. The good news for them, <laughs> which is what the bad news for the fans, is they haven't had Kang really in anything up to this point. Right. He's only really been in Loki, and Quantumania. Quantumania. So and the new season of Loki coming out. So they'll see him again. True. So at this point, he's been in it so few times that he hasn't actually like been solidified. It's not like Kang Dynasty. It's not like the. It's not like Infinity War came out and then Thanos, like and Josh Brolin, yeah. like tarnished his name and they had to change it for Endgame, right? Like that's super late in the process. But I will say at least it's early. And I mean, Thanos, the early depictions of him in like Guardians of the Galaxy, he did look different. It wasn't uh, like the Thanos that we saw in Infinity War and Endgame. Like it was more CGI. His face was broader. I don't, I don't know exactly how he evolved over that process, but it was a little bit different. So I feel like it, if you're going to change it, you might as well do it now. Well, I mean, the, the, I think the best that they could do, like, if I'm being honest, because I would normally agree with you and be like, yeah, you know what it is. But 
I've, I'm a big fan of what he did in Quantumania. It made me feel like I could uh, invest in Marvel again with just him being the villain. So I think, and I think a lot of people felt like that. Um, and then especially at the very end when it shows the King variants and they're all Jonathan Majors. Now they could yeah. do something where he's a different King and like the ultimate, he could do something like that or they could literally mask, put a mask on and just, you know, they could, I mean, I yeah. don't know, but I just, I don't, I don't know where they're at right now. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I've been watching Black Mirror, um, the new season that came out. Now, I've, have you seen any Black Mirrors? I've seen a few episodes of the first season, but I never okay. jumped into the show. I, I know sort of the premise of it and I know it is an anthology series. So it, it could, like you told me the other day or yesterday, you're like, you could just jump in and watch this season without having oh. seen anything previously. Yeah, and you don't have to watch like episode one, two, three in order that way either. You can They're watch whatever. Yeah, it's like, like whichever modern day Twilight one, Zone kind of. Just... Whichever one like is piquing your interest at the time, you could choose, and I think it would be fine. Um, it's because that's how it is in season one and one and two. This might be the third, um, but the first episode is just really good, and I mean, I think they always do that with the first episodes. I feel like they throw out the best one, get you hooked, then the second one's kind of like, ooh what am I watching maybe? And then the third, you know what I mean? Like they just have this way of doing it. Um, but I'm really excited for, to watch the season. I started uh, episode two, but then I was like, I'm not really paying attention. And you can't do that in Black Mirror. You have to Fair. pay attention. It's, it's, it's not one that you can just kind of like, eh, I'll watch it, but be on my phone. Cause it, you won't get anything from it. Sure. Um, okay. And these ones are all hours, and I don't remember them all being hour long last time, but maybe I'm wrong. But it's kind of nice actually, because then it's like you know more of a more of a story payoff, flushed out story. Mm hmm. Okay. And then lastly, today I watched a Hulu documentary on this country singer named Jelly Roll. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I don't <laughs> listen to his... country at all. So I don't either. I don't either. But his story is just really amazing. He was. Um, addicted to drugs in jail for a, like from 15 to 25 or 22 wow. or uh, yeah, it was. And then now he's, he's like, keeps talking about how he's like, I do not fit in here. Like, I cannot believe I'm at this CMA music awards or, and um, I guess he wrote a song about addiction and a lot of people have resonated with it and come up to him and sh shared their stories and, He's a very humble dude, and uh, the Hulu doc was really good. I think it, it was just called Hulu Doc Jelly Roll Save Me. Um, they have a couple. There was another one like on Aaron Carter, so they might just be doing like okay. pop stars or maybe just anyone in the media that is has like a story to tell. But they did it really well, and I, I really liked it. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, that's what I've been watching. Nice. I I do need to watch more documentaries. For sure. That's like always something I'm aspiring to, but never seem to actually do as yeah. much as well, I'd like. It's a hit and miss. Yeah, that's true. And the well, misses are like, oh, waste of time. <laughs> so well, I get just, it. <laughs> there's so many like niche stories that documentaries are done on. And so to your point, most of them are like, you have to pay attention. And so if it's yeah. not something that if the base content doesn't interest me, then it's hard to put your phone down and lock in on a documentary for an hour and a half. If it's about something that doesn't resonate with you. Right. Um, so I've been I've been keeping up with Silo, which is Apple TV Plus's current big show starring Rebecca Ferguson. Um, fantastic show. Still going. Um, 
highly recommend that if you have Apple TV Plus and you have not started it. Um, as far as, you know, I haven't really watched a lot recently. Like I, I kind of haven't had as much time as I'd like to watch movies and shows lately. Um, I obviously saw Spider-Verse. That was the last movie in theaters. I'll be seeing Indiana Jones. Oh, incredible. I know. I need to see Spider-Verse again, honestly. Is Indiana uh, Jones going straight to streaming? No, it's going, it's a theater release. It's oh, okay. okay. It's coming out, um, not this week, but next week. So that'll be, a, okay. I'll, I'll see that one. Um, not sure how it'll do, but it, I mean, for the nostalgia of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, you have to. Um, and then I've, I've kind of been poking around anime still a little bit. There's a few animes that I'm like, I've, I've started Demon Hunter um, or Demon Slayer. And then I'm kind of just, my wife and I, we were watching uh, The Mentalist again oh, yeah. the third time that that's it's a good one though i mean i've only seen the first two episodes and i it was good you should watch that one because it's i like i severance is my number one but mentalist is it might be my like my favorite show to watch over and over and over again and it's it's not a it's not like the office where you watch it over and over again and like put it on the background like you can do that with some episodes but the story is just so good and the right. cast and the everything it's just great so highly recommend that it's on max um and yeah other than oh, that yeah can i say i did watch one more thing on max yeah what is and it? it's it's a little controversial it's the new the idol with the weekend sam oh. levinson and lily rose depp so three episodes are out right now i've only watched two if i'm How being honest with you i'm not liking it like it's, like at all it seemed really like out there from the trailers it's, it is. So it's euphoria has a way of pushing the boundaries and being sexual and drugs and whatever. But this is almost like, let's do that, but for no reason. And so it's almost like, what am I watching? And mm -hmm. you know what? I do want to give it up to Lily Rose Depp from what I've seen in these two episodes. She has, she's a great actress. Like she is playing this role really well. She does the emotions very well. She you can like you believe her that she's struggling um and i think if it was more i know that sam levinson and the weekend abel um they actually fired a female director that this project was 80 percent finished and they fired the female director because it was too female based around so hmm. they hired sam levinson to come on and he scrapped that 80 Read, redid a lot of it and now it's from a instead of it being like hey this pop star giant pop star lost her mother in an overdose had a psychotic break and now she's trying to come back that's really interesting at, by itself instead now they're making it well let's just throw random sex and males in there and see what happens and it's like you guys that's not no the so, weekend is so bad in this, Roger. I'm not joking. It's like scary bad. Like, I don't know if he's going to like make music again because this is so <laughs> bad. He's in the and witness protection program it. now. Yeah, people are saying like how bad this is. And I I just really think that it, I think that it was would have been a great without all of this unnecessary. And I'm not against it by any means, you know. Sure. Uh, I, I love Euphoria, but they have they've done it in a way that it makes sense and this is just shock factor we got it on hbl max shock factor well 
And that's one thing we talked about this with our House of the Dragon review, but I loved House of the Dragon. I prefer it over Game of Thrones style wise, just because it feels like those over the top, crazy in your face, like raw moments are more deliberate and they actually add to the story. Whereas I feel like a lot of Game of Thrones moments were unnecessary because they didn't add to the story and they were kind of there for the shock factor. So it sounds Mm -hmm. like that's kind of how this is for you. Like Euphoria is like, we've got a great story and character development and this stuff is in there, but it adds to that. Whereas um, in The Idol, it's just like, let's just, I mean, the boys kind of did that with the latest season, season three. There was a lot of stuff that was just in there to be in there because they could, but it didn't necessarily (laughs) add to the story. So I, I mean, I'm like, to your point, I'm okay with that, but I do prefer when it's like, deliberate and adds to the story and usually less is more with that like the scene where damon cuts off the head it's like that was not the most graphic thing you'll ever see but the the way that it was done in that scene was so riveting and it was so good and that's way more interesting than like other beheadings i've seen in other shows that were just kind of like oh that's a beheading i'm gonna move on like that one sticks yeah yeah no i agree i just i really think that Sam Levinson got over his head and I, I, he already has a reputation of a toxic work environment Yeah, uh, just from euphoria and from seeing this and what it, what it could have been and how talented Lily Rose Depp really actually is makes me very disappointed that the weekend just comes in here and just like steals the show in a way of like literally stealing it. Like he's like the forefront now and he's like, but he, he, he's so bad at acting that it's like, I'm really annoyed. So I'm not going to keep watching it. There's just a way of like when you watch something, how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And that one just doesn't make me feel good at all. Like it just, it's like, you know, why am I watching this? And it sucks because it's the Sunday Max show. Yeah. I was going to say, they don't miss on those very often. Yeah, well, I don't miss I, on those very often. I may be in the, I may, I may be in the minority, but I don't think I am. I've seen a lot of people say that they're not liking it. Let me just look up real quick. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, the Idol has a twenty-five percent, and IMDb it's a five point one. Yeah, that makes so sense. So it's not, it's not getting good reviews overall. Um, just on Google, the average review is three point five out of five stars i do think that lily i do think that lily rose depp will actually have a great career out of this i think that people will see um clips of her performance in this and actually that's what will make them go there but i think that they'll be deterred away from what they're seeing instead of those moments but hopefully those moments people can see in clips or tiktoks or whatever and actually appreciate how good of an actress she actually is i'm I'm just surprised because you know nepple babies but she's actually very talented so well, good for her, and again, hopefully, she gets uh, she gets some more opportunities where she can show her talent. And uh, sometimes you got sometimes actors do that, right? We saw, yeah, you know, um, Kirsten Dunst and Robert Pattinson. They did Twilight. The fans of Twilight liked those movies to an extent, but like it wasn't a great showcase of their acting skills. And then they go on to become great actor and actress and in more serious roles. But they had to get yeah. kind of noticed on that that kind of cringe role i would say so very well, true well there you have it that's what we've been watching let's make a right turn into our featured review so full disclaimer we will have spoilers in this so if you have not finished or seen ted lasso and you would not like to have things spoiled uh hope you enjoyed our first about 20 minutes of the episode talking about non spoiler things but in regards to ted lasso as always if you spoiler, have not spoilers 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 <laughs> spoiler 
if you haven't seen it or you don't want it spoiled uh, and you plan to see it, pause it here, finish it, come back, and we will take you through our thoughts. So um, before I jump in, I, I guess if you're listening to this and you either don't care or have seen it, a uh, quick synopsis for it would be an American football coach, Ted Lasso, is hired to manage a British soccer team. Uh, what he lacks in knowledge, he makes up for an optimism, determination, and biscuits. That is the synopsis. Uh, and this film, as we alluded to, has won so many awards. It is completely decorated from the Emmys, specifically. Um, so many actors and actresses from this show have won awards as well. So it's not just the show as a whole, uh, which is just really refreshing to see. So um, just to kind of highlight a few of those. Uh, we have, uh, let's see. So in 2022, Ted Lasso won Outstanding Comedy Series. Um, it, Brett Goldstein won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. Um, outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series. Ted Lasso won as well. Um, Jason Sudeikis won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Um, outstanding Sound Mixing for a Comedy or Drama Series uh, and Animation in 2021. Ted Lasso won. Brett Goldstein also won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series in 2021, Outstanding Casting for a Comedy Series in 2021, uh, Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing, uh, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Hannah Waddingham, Outstanding Supporting Actress, and again, Outstanding Comedy Series. So that's those are all the awards they've won for seasons one and two. I do not see any reason why season three won't win some more this year. Right. Um, so let's let's talk first about kind of your view as a whole of the show, seasons one, two, and three, and then we'll we'll kind of focus a little more into season three as that is the latest one. So you you kind of took a pause and came back recently and then finished it up, right? Yeah. So I watched season one, like binged it. I mm -hmm. loved season one. <laughs> I am uh I think it was probably my favorite season. Okay. Um just because of how new this type of comedy is mm -hmm. um ted lasso is like a giant teddy bear <laughs> and like a giant dumb teddy bear <laughs> <laughs> but um genuinely like it ends up being right in the end all the time and um i do like the british comedy in there mm -hmm. uh i think that also was refreshing to see um and then uh I, yeah, it's just a great feel-good comedy. I mean, it it makes you feel good. Like it yeah. makes you like. I think of Ted Lasso, and I'm like, I want to kind of be like him, but I don't know. I don't know if I have the the guts for it. But like, he's a nice he's a nice dude. Like I said, very funny. Uh, the cast: Hannah Whittingham, uh, Brett Goldstein. They are just they're probably my favorites. Those three: Jason Sudeikis, Hannah Whittingham, uh, Brett Goldstein. Um, sure. Yeah, and then I watched a little bit of season two. I took a break for a little bit because it just was like, you know, sometimes that happens with subscriptions. It's like Netflix was the thing during the time, you know, Stranger Things and so on and so forth. And then I decided to go back to it. And I'm glad that I did because I binged it pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And um, season three, I actually ended up binging it to where I had to actually wait for the finale. <laughs> I had to wait. You know what I mean? Like it, it only comes out once a week. So I had to yeah. wait for it. But um yeah, I'm interested to know what you think. Yeah, so I, I think this is probably the most uplifting, wholesome show on TV. I And I don't think yes. it's really close. Like it's, I, 
and I guess I'm not counting reality TV because, you know, obviously there's like, you know, people are building homes and like there, I, I kind of take reality TV out, but it could probably make a good case for that as well. But as far as like comedy series, I'm not a big comedy series guy. I haven't seen The Office. That's been well documented on here. Not a huge fan of Parks and Recs. Um, and I feel like my issue with, with traditional comedy, I do like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I feel like my issue with traditional <laughs> comedy series is it typically has, the comedy is coming from dumb decisions that the characters make to drive a narrative. Like I always say this about Parks and Recs, but it's like Leslie Nope has two options. She can do the, the thing that everyone would do that makes total sense, or she could do this completely dumb thing and she always picks the dumb thing and creates her own problems. And that's just one of the most irksome things for me in all of TV and, and movies is people who create their own problems that they could have avoided if they just had some sense. So the thing about Ted Lasso, I do like all the things that you said about as well. Um, one thing I will say is like, I've been more interested to kind of check out like football slash soccer from watching this. Like it, it like it kind of, I know that it's the most popular sport in the world and that people are so passionate about it. And I'm a huge sports fan. I specifically like the NFL, um, but it was kind of cool to get like, kind of be taken into that in a low, like investment setting. Like I get to see kind of the passion that they portray here, which I believe is like accurate. And then kind of get to see like this team and like love, love these characters and the storylines and the team um but i'm not like it's not actually a league that i that's real that i'm invested in so i think that was something that was pretty cool as well but overall like i said most wholesome show fantastic cast i like, would recommend it like i would oh, absolutely anybody recommend it. be something yeah anybody can watch this and that's that's the beauty of it is like anybody can watch it it would be really interesting to hear from somebody that like just didn't like it at all now i know season three had some uh what criticism i don't know yeah criticism uh which i i we will get into i have notes on it like as cons of things i didn't like for the season okay. um but i also think that it was just a shift um it wasn't the same season that it was season one and not not a lot of um uh, shows are you know not a lot of shows st stick with what it was season one this one just grew into something that was Still comedy, but maybe touching on more subjects instead of like yes. just straight comedy for no reason. Or Agreed. you know what I mean when I say for no reason. But um, yeah. And so I get that, but it, it doesn't make it bad. Agree. So I guess to kind of break it down. So season one and a lot of shows or trilogies or, you know, whatever it is, books, stories, they do the, the trilogy thing. The first one has to hook you, right? Like the goal of the first book or chapter or movie or whatever has to get you invested. And I think Ted Lasso did that very well, right? I I kind of see it, even though it's not finished, a little bit like uh, the end of the Spider-Verse trilogy that's happening right now. Like, um, like, and there's obviously differences, but the first movie was like, it, it kind of played it safe a little bit. Like it stuck to... It didn't do anything that was crazy, crazy like the second movie did, but it did enough to get you invested and you fell in love with the characters and the, and the animation and the art and the music. And Ted Lasso, to, for me, was the same. It was like, we have these great characters that you're going to fall in love with. They're very funny. We, we create some fun dynamics with them um, and we, we bring in this humor and get you used to it. And then season two, they kind of started that transition, right? I think season two was a little less well, like 
little regarded a little less than season one, but it's because yes. they started that shift to your point to more like real, like real topics. impact. Yes. Topics, yeah. relationships. Um, and, and same thing with, well, Spider-Verse did it differently, but Spider-Verse part the across the Spider-Verse is a setup for the third one. Like no yeah. doubt about it. And Ted Lasso season three was the setup that they were building to the entire time. And it wasn't supposed to be just this funny comedy that you forget about and go home after three seasons. The third season brought home all the buildup they'd done in the first two seasons. And actually, because you did those seasons, they could give you that payoff emotionally, you know, psychologically, mentally, like, you know, socially that it does in so many ways. So that is what the point was. And if you expected season one from season three, you'd be disappointed because that's not what they were trying to do. They were trying to be more ambitious than just a forgettable comedy that you laugh at and then you move on and you're like, Oh yeah, I watched Ted Lasso. It's, it was funny, but like, and I get, I, I get that that's a pro, right? Um, that you, it, it's, it's meant to be more than just a throwaway comedy and like laugh and be forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Um, there are just some storylines in season three for me that were un either unnecessary, old, or like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I just, like I felt like they're... It... Just curious. So, no, I got him right here. Um, Nate's dating story for me was just, I was just, first, let me just say this. I hated Nate, which I know you're supposed to. Okay. I know that. But when Ted Lasso brought his son to the game and the son was like, nay, and Nate didn't even do anything, I was pissed. I was like, okay, really though? Ted needs to go punch him in the face. Like, I was so mad. That's you as the um, mom right there. <laughs> exactly. I was just so mad. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but to be honest, that story, it just didn't like, it didn't do anything for me. And so that's not to say the, it might for other people. Are you saying the dating part or like Nate's whole character arc at the, in the third season? Mm -hmm. Nate's whole to be honest like if I'm being honest Nate's whole character arc uh was just to me in the last season just annoying almost hmm. um I really like but it. <laughs> see but I did like the last episode with him in it you know I have so many great things to say about the last episode I think it's one of the greatest endings like in tv like for them to wrap it up in a bow that how they did it was just incredible um, but just Nate's dating story, you know, it really just didn't do much for me. I was kind of bored. Uh, Keely and Jack were just bleh for me. I could tell that was a bad move from a mile away. I totally get wanting to be inclusive and diverse. I get that. Mm -hmm. It's just, this was not doing it for me at all. I was like, if it would have turned into something more like Keely actually like being love bombed and like, it was unhealthy and Hannah Whittingham's uh, character, you know, Bosk had to go and kind of intervene. Something, something more, but I just got nothing from it. Okay. Um, and then the last thing about season three that was kind of a con to me, which I've asked a lot of people and nobody's getting this vibe. So I think it might just be me. <laughs> uh, I felt like Jason Sudeikis was just kind of done. Now, not in a way of like, like, I think he gave, gave the best emotional performances in season three, hands down. Sure. I think that he, and you know, I think that he did the best in season three. But what I'm saying is when there were supposed to be these Ted Lasso monologues or Ted Lasso, like when you would, when everyone would turn to Ted to hear what he had to say, he would pass it off. Now, I didn't, I just noticed that a lot because in season one and two, Ted always has the answers and he always is 
the one to talk. And so when in this one, when uh, the what's the second coach's name, Brian, what coach is it? Beard. Beard. Yes. <laughs> Brian, when he like he passed it off to Beard a lot. He passed it off to Roy a lot, which I understand is kind of where the story was going. But for me, I just felt like, is Jason done? Is he kind of done? I don't know. That's just, it It just ran through my head a couple times. And so I've asked other people, they said they're like, I'm not getting that vibe. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it might just be me. I, I can see, I, I did notice that actually a little bit. I think it, I think it's cool because at first the focus is on Ted Lasso, but by the end, you know, it's, it's not about him anymore. It's about what he's it's about like the a, team. Well, the team and the culture he's created and the impact he's had. And like, yeah, he's impacted Beard and Roy and the team and, and you know, uh, Rebecca and all the other people around him to the point where it's like, I, I'm, I'm leaving, but now you're all okay because, you know, you've learned and grown from our time together. And like, I like, yes, we'll still stay in contact and we're friends, of course, but you don't need me anymore the way you did before. And that's kind of like, I think one of the beautiful things about the show is like, there was a lot of like closure in ways that were not like spelled out right like there was closure when oh absolutely i think that was one of the things that made this third season so incredible is each episode had like a very strong closure like ending basically um i mean you have the one where rebecca meets with all the owners of the clubs and they're all you know they're with the the nigerian guy who wants to make a bunch of money and so you have that closure with her and like kind of that realization of her, you have, you know, Keely uh, closure with Roy and, and Jamie, like not like kind of realizing she doesn't need to be with someone to define herself. You have the closure with Colin and um, uh, I just blanked on his name. The team oh, captain. I know Isaac. Isaac. It's Isaac. I don't know his last name, but yeah. Yeah. So Colin and Isaac, you have oh, that McAdoo. 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 Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I totally blanked. Uh, so you have the closure with them. You have the closure with Sam uh, when his restaurant gets vandalized. Like you have like each character, you have the closure with Jamie as you know, with his mom and his family and like that. So it's like the closure that they were hitting consistently every episode. Like there were some things that were, you know, you could tell there was a little bit of filler throughout the season for sure. Um, I think specifically Keely bore the brunt of that. Her character did. Um, yeah. And you know, the PR, like it just didn't, you know, I get it. Yeah. It, just it, it had a payoff, fit. but it was, there were points where it felt a little bit, you know, fluff. It was like fluff in the show. That's fair. Um, but overall, I think, and then obviously Nate, his closure with like taking this, you know, you know, prodigal son sort of approach where he goes and, he gets all these all this love and support and he throws it away for an opportunity because he he's selfish and and has an ego and then realizes how wrong he was and you see the toll it takes on him and then you know eventually he's welcomed back because that's what ted does right ted gives people second chances he's a better and, person than me <laughs> yeah so i i think that the closure of the entire show was what made season three so great as it it managed to consistently create closure for different situations and dynamics throughout basically from about the middle of the season to the end like every episode i think had something that i was just like floored like wow like they really just pulled that off and then the next week they did it again and again and again so i, I can see where some of it was unnecessary like if you look at it critically but the payoff for me was worth it in my opinion yeah um 
Can we talk about the last episode or do you want to keep, I just want to talk oh, just because yeah, it was so it. amazing. Okay. It was just so amazing because I love callbacks, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that they're fun. I think that it's, it just shows that like they don't forget either, which is what Roger was saying is like, why make a useless, funny, there's something someone will forget, right? Like, sure. you They could have made eight seasons of Ted Lasso and we wouldn't have remembered any of these jokes yep. or moments, but since they only did three, and the moments actually stood out and meant something. The callbacks were just so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite one, well, and I wanted to say, um, Jamie's Jamie Tart's story arc is probably my favorite of all time. Oh yeah, well, not of all time, but of of the Ted Lasso. Uh, he's very talented, and I Bill I Dunster. hope that there's a I hope that there's a spinoff of Roy Kent coaching Phoebe's soccer team. And if there's not, then I'm not watching it. Because <laughs> I think that would be the greatest spinoff ever. Uh, Roy Kent is just like, he's like me. I just love him so much. I'm like, he says what I'm thinking all the time. Um, but season three, uh, all those callbacks, they were amazing. Um, my favorite one is when Jamie... Uh, or Ted Lasso like pulls Nate to the side and he's like, remember the Oscar? And Jamie Tart's like, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. I want the ball, please. I want the ball, <laughs> yeah. please. It's the best. I was, oh my gosh. I was laughing out loud. I loved it. It was so, oh, it was so good. Yeah, they, that you could tell. And, and that's another good, good indication that they planned it out. And that last episode was very deliberate. Like it wasn't uh well, the show's ending, like, you know, what can we kind of yeah. do to tie things up? Like, you could tell there were so many intentional things, like uh, the airport scene where Rebecca and Ted are are meeting for the last time. That's the same outfit she wore in the first episode when they meet. Like, so it's just those little attention to detail that if you're if you're looking for it, you can pick it up. But it doesn't, like, take away from enjoying it if you forgot, which is, which I do is think the right balance. Everybody wanted him to stay even the fans, obviously like we want more Ted last. We want him to stay, but it was so realistic that he's like, I got to go. And you could tell that he was just not. And I think that's also the vibe I was getting from Jason Sudeikis. Like he was just not in it, which Ted Lasso just wasn't in it like this anymore. He needed to refocus and go home. Um, But yeah, it's everybody kind of got, not a happy i mean everybody got a happy ending because this is a feel-good show but like there were not like definitives like we don't know who keely ended up with uh we don't know what rebecca's life is like now you know there's there's kind of a lot but it's also and it's enough to be great well and again like it goes back to that closure like it it has non-definitive closure which i think is how life is like i like stuff that's realistic like uh i know some people like if you love Disney, right? You probably love happy tied up endings, right? Because that's what Disney specializes in. I like messy, realistic endings, like stuff that's just not like spelled out for you. Stuff that like lets you draw your own conclusions and wonder, because for me, that's that's what I like to do in a show or a movie. And so to your point, I do like that they're like, yeah, Keely doesn't need to be with someone and Rebecca doesn't need to be with someone right now. And maybe it happens down the lineup. Maybe it doesn't, you know. Well, with Rebecca, they yeah. kind of hinted with the pilot you know yeah yeah well yeah and everyone was waiting i I was gonna be pissed if i didn't see that guy again i know like right? that would be weird <laughs> that, that would have been a con that was such a great episode <laughs> because like I, it's I a think, little creepy but it was good well 
it was good because I, I'm, that's the one where Ted gives the speech, right? And it's showing the kind of this montage of everyone, you know, the, the teams at the hotel and then uh, yeah. Keeley's with uh, Jack and then Rebecca's with this guy and like Ted's with, you know, they're all, it kind of shows that like montage of different people and different points in their life. I thought that was so well done. Um, I, I think one of my favorite moments was that speech Rebecca has at the table with all the, the club owners and like the old rich white men yeah basically like, <laughs> like doing so what old, old rich white men would do and like yeah have like women in bikinis give them their food it was it was just funny because that's how it is yeah i mean that's I, they have a bunch of money and they you know and rebecca shows up and she's like uh but but like in that moment like i was proud of her as a character because she wouldn't have been able to do that if she hadn't yeah, built up to the point without Ted and without like, you know, the realization she's come to herself. So, and then, you know, after that, you know, the exchange she has, you know, the, what's her, what's her ex's name? Is it? Oh, Rupert. Rupert. Sorry. I wanted to say Richard. Yeah. When Rupert comes up to her and he kind of like forgets himself for a moment, she's like, no, no, like, <laughs> yeah, this no, isn't happening. No, no, like no. I, it, like just her, I, I do love, I think Jamie's my favorite character arc but she's right there with him like for me oh yeah those two are are so great um and then also at the end when everybody's calling rupert wanker and they were everyone who called ted a wanker at the beginning Mm -hmm. like the first episode they did it they did it they did a great job like they really those call they did an amazing little easter eggs i guess you could say um another thing that was an absolute pro which i know we talked about briefly through text but the soundtrack yes. um, of this season is incredible. There's a song that was actually, so I think I sent it to you and it was on episode 11 and it's the very last part of, it's probably the last like three minutes of this episode 11. And it's this guy from TikTok that I've heard multiple times and I really like his voice hmm. and come to find out he wrote that for Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso came to him and said, will you write this song for it? And that just makes it that much better because you, like when I was listening, I'm like, this is like a perfect Ted Lasso song. And he wrote it for Ted Lasso. It's just incredible. It's called um, Fought and Lost by Sam Ryder. It's, it's really good. Is that, that's the one where they go to Jamie's mom's house, right? Like that's that episode and that kind of time where they're like walking back. I think so. Yeah. I I remember Ted like puts down a drink and then it trans transitions into another scene and that's when it starts. Yeah. Cause so that's where he tells Rebecca where she's like, I come down here to tell you like something crazy, but I don't know. Oh, have anything. yes. And he's like, well, I got And then something. he says, I do that. Yep. That's exactly where it is. Well, also yep. the, the beginning of the final episode where they all like, they wake, they come downstairs and they're like in their pajamas and like, and you're like, what? Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they just... everybody wanted Ted and her to be together or something. And so they just kind of threw a teaser in there. That was funny. That was, that was well played. Right. Cause everyone thought the same thing. They're like, did they just, and then like beard and his girlfriend come in and they're like, thanks for letting us stay over. Cause our, you know, our problems with our place. And she's like, Oh no problem. You know? So. And then you were talking about beards episode, which I actually liked that they highlighted him more yes. because he is, He's the mastermind behind Ted Lasso with Jason Sudeikis. They've done this as a writer. Forever. Yeah. Yes. It started as a skit that they both, well, they were actually in um, actors class together, like an acting class together, hmm. doing skits or improv together. It's so Brendan that's where they Pat- met years ago. 
Yeah. And so years ago they did that and they came up with this character, Ted Lasso, that was done on what NB- NFL skits for coming to NBC or Fox or whatever it was. Um, and then, it, you know, that's just funny that it's come this far now and it was cool to have him have his own little episode and the music in that episode was great as well. Oh yeah. That was a uh, season two. Um, that was the end of season two. I want to say the second or third to last episode for coach beards where he goes off into the city after they lose. And yeah, that's in season three, isn't it? No, it's in season two. Really? Yeah. Well, you watched, you watched all of it in a row. I did watch it. Yeah. I, I, I could be getting mine mixed up, but yeah, I just, I that, thought beards episode was season three, but that is a, well, I liked his closure too with Nate where he goes back and he's like that last person who hasn't forgiven him. And then he tells him like about his DUI and like his, you know, his, his past and like, they have that coming together moment, like just so many, so many like uplifting, going back to the word I was using before, like to describe it, like just uplifting, wholesome moments. And like, I feel like if you watch this show, it legitimately inspires you to be a better person, regardless of who you I identify agree. with. Like you just feel like there's so many places where they could take the show and just be like, man, like Sam got revenge on the people that destroyed his place. And like, you kind of want that at first, but like the internet more... bullies, it goes so it goes it goes so far. Yeah, it's every type of every type of what like any any type of conflict, mm-hmm. right? Like you could do people on Twitter, you could do random people or someone close to you that hurt you, and you see all of these characters taking the high road. And man, would I not do that? I would not take the high road. I'm telling you right now, I'm not that type of person. But when I watch. I want to be. Yeah. I want to be like, you know what? I shouldn't care. I should just take the high road. And there's uh, one scene real quick. I I know you'll know what I'm talking about. I think it's in season one where he plays Rupert in darts. Yep. Oh, that scene is one of the best. (laughs) That's one of the best scenes of the whole. Yeah. And so he, um, he, uh, plays against Rupert and Rupert is, I mean, you know, just bullying this dude. And he says, you know, I actually, play left-handed yeah so he's like hustling him and and he beats him but you know what that whole time i was like rupert is saying the nastiest rudest things he could turn around just punch him in the face and it would be just it would be justified but the way that he did it was just as justified and it still got him and he did it without he went high you know when they say when they go low you go high Mm -hmm. i want to do that and when i watch the show i feel like i can that's a i think that's a really great way to sum it up like that's I feel like that's what it I feel like that's the purpose of the show like if you ask them like what what would what do you want people to get out of this they, they'd probably say I want people to feel like they could be better right and that's what we see these characters trying to do that's what we see them sometimes achieve sometimes fail just like us in life so yeah I, I it's funny because with my brother and sister-in-law we've been re-watching the show with them every time they come over we watch a couple episodes so it's funny, like we were at one point we were watching like season one at the same time as we were finishing season three live. And so like just watching season three and seeing how these characters were in season one at the same time was just like a good reminder. That's cool. Yeah, um, it's definitely one I'll rewatch regularly. Like I it's a show I'll rewatch like every so often and just be like, man, it's time to rewatch Ted Lasso like and just go through it and, and just relive those moments. And I feel like it takes on new meaning rewatching it because this will be my first time seeing it again. But now that I understand kind of what, now that I know what happens, like I can kind of appreciate little smaller details where characters maybe make a choice or a change. 
um, which is pretty cool. I do want to talk about before we wrap this up, um, that while we're making very high praise of Ted Lasso, um, it's important to note that he also has his faults in this show and he also has to overcome things. And that actually makes it, I mean, it makes you care more because mm -hmm. imagine just watching this, you know, guy who always does the right thing, always goes above and beyond, is always there for you, always has the answers. Well, he, he has demons too. So everybody, even somebody like that goes through something and the way that they showed him not wanting to go to therapy, um, not being interested at all mm -hmm. to accepting it a little more, um, it was actually, they, they did that really well. And I think I really appreciated that because it's true. Not everybody has their shit together. Uh, he is going through something too. And everybody has a battle that you don't know about. And I think it was really cool that they showed that about somebody that everybody turns to. And what his problem is, is he, he, he loves giving the answer to everybody because he doesn't want to face it himself. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to put it. I think you, you see like his journey is, is uh, I guess I'll maybe a little underappreciated throughout all of it because he's to your point, the rock for everyone else. He's the one who always forgives and encourages and supports, but when he needs it, that's what, that's his weakness is not accepting things for himself, right? Like he's, He's selfish in that aspect. And I loved that final, I think it was the second to last episode where, where his mom came to town and that final scene where he comes home and she's made dinner and he's just like, it's the rudest I've ever seen him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. But it was like, but it was like, it was, it was endearing in a way too, where he's like, well, he's like, you know what? F you for never like dealing with stuff and being around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he just unloads like all that stuff that's been burdening him down and then she kind of can unburden too. And then they just kind of come together and it's like, well, that's how relationships are. And like family, like it's, it's, you love people, but it's messy, right? It's not like just a picture, perfect, happy family all the time. And so I think that was, that was, again, I was like proud of him as a character for that moment because he could have just let his mom like make the dinner and just like eat it and let her leave the next day. But like that again shows like where he became as a person because season one, if, if that scene had happened, he wouldn't have been able to react. To that way. Yeah. Yeah, so. of course. Uh, let's give it our without a mic rating. Yeah. Ooh. So are we doing season three, right? Or the whole show? Shoot. Maybe we should do the whole thing. I don't know. Let's... Should we do? Okay. Let's do season three and then let's do the whole thing. Okay. Um, well, we've never reviewed it before. So maybe we review each season individually and then as a whole. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be a little foggy because I felt I thought Beard's episode was in season three, but I'll try. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so, well, yeah, no, we could just do the whole thing in season three. So I've already said, I think season one was like that fun kind of hook. It introduced you to the characters. It was way more jokes and kind of funny moments and humor. Season two started to started the transition. So it still had a lot of that, but not as much in season three. While it had some of that stuff, it was way more serious and grounded. I think it's hard to review season three in a vacuum if you haven't seen one and two and to build up to it. So that's kind of why I wanted to yeah. do the whole show. But season three by itself, I think for me, it was my favorite season of the three, honestly. Um, so I would probably have to give it an, a 9.5. Wow. Okay. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, so that's okay. not bad. Yeah. For season I three. I think that's great. 
first season, but three, it also wasn't your favorite season. So, yeah, it you know it, it wasn't my favorite season, and it, it doesn't take away from it being a great season mm-hmm. or like a great you know. Sure. Um, I'm just gonna give it an eight out of ten because I you know those storylines there were some in there that just. I just felt like since it, when it's a serious finale, there's more of an expectation of putting out like of a series finale. This isn't just a season finale. This is it. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to see more Phoebe. I would have loved to see the teacher and Rory Kent interact. You know, there was just more that they teased us with, but didn't really have a payoff. And then the time that they spent on like Keely and Jack, I felt was wasted time. You know, it's just how it is. But you did love, uh, you said see, the, the fin- final episode was your favorite episode, though, right? Yeah, it was. So it was my favorite episode. Like it. So they it, nailed. They the did ending, it so well. Opinion. They nailed. They, yes, they nailed absolutely. The so okay. Absolutely, it's just getting getting there was a little tougher. Okay. Um, but overall, Ted Lasso, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Me too. <laughs> All right, <laughs> there we go. I think. I think if you're looking for something that aspires, that that gives you that comedy fix, but aspires to much, much more, you cannot go wrong with Ted Lasso. If you've seen it, hopefully you appreciated that about it and the final season and what it was aspiring to. Um, Again, they could easily have just, they could easily have done a lot of things with this show. They could have just remade versions of season one and made it really funny and shallow. Um, They could have made uh, extra seasons and kept making money because it was obviously doing very very well nobody wanted it to go no one wanted it to leave which i always contend that it's better for a show to end a season early than a season late um absolutely i think everyone not tarnish your name yeah don't tarnish it and and like you respect the audience because you're not selling them a lesser product for the money right like and they could have made 10 seasons of ted lasso and everybody would have watched absolutely but they chose to say, you know, this is our goal. We met that goal. We achieved it at our highest like quality, but we don't really have anything more meaningful that we can add. So we're going to end it now and let you have this like happy memory of the season as a, as a, the show is a complete story that doesn't drag on or go into weird directions. Cause I think, I think season four, if they had done it, it would have started to get a little bit kind of weird, right? Like we, we saw that creep into season three, a little bit to your point, like, the Jack and Keeley, and there are a few things that were starting to get a little bit like, okay, this kind of feels like they're getting off track a little bit, but it was, they kept it reined in with all the other stuff going on, yeah. but there, I don't know what you do for season four to, to top season three. I do also think that it's high praise that they ended it in only three seasons. Cause that's not that many seasons and that's not that many episodes. Yeah. It's like, um, but it's 30 best episodes, to, give or take. Yeah. It's best to, Walk away when it's hot. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, that's what I would think, especially because the quality was so was there. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think it would have translated to season four at all. Well, and to be fair, they did. They're, they're. I guess it's not confirmed, but they did tease a potential spinoff for this. So they're. I well, they've been teasing a lot. I mean, everybody's talking about spinoffs for the show. I think. It's ripe with spinoff potential because there's so many characters you could follow. Um, like, like I said, Roy Kent. Well, I'm even more curious to see like a Sam Obasanya spinoff. Like some, I love Obasanya. So it's like because they showed him with the Nigerian team. So it's like like something like that could be so easy to just do because that's a complete blank slate, right? Like 
Sam has no, like, yeah, we don't know anything about his future other than he's on this team. So there's so many characters. I, I, I feel like a Ted or a Rebecca, obviously they couldn't do Ted, but like a Rebecca or a Beard or like even Roy Kent. They don't need to. It would be too much. Like, I feel I like it's better without do. without that yeah, that's explanation. True. Yeah. I just think Roy Kent uh, teaching a bunch of, or coaching a bunch of 10-year-old oh, girls playing soccer. Sure. I would watch it just on loop for hours. I just love Roy Kent. But yeah, so are without a mic rating for Ted Lasso is a 9 out of 10. Yeah, which is feels right like it that's absolutely fair yes it's a great rating i think it's a fair rating and uh, i really want to know what you guys think of it so let us know on our instagram at without a mic uh let us know what you think of this uh let us know what season you love the most have you seen season three what's going on and yeah let us know and uh as always if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoy our content we appreciate you leaving us a five-star review uh, here on itunes spotify so that we can continue to reach our goal of being certified movie reviewers with Rotten Tomatoes and uh, bring you more great content. So we'll be back next week with another episode. We've still got a fully stacked summer of movies and TV shows yes, to cover. Yes, we do. So we're going to be busy. Yeah, July. I mean, have you seen, I guess we're ending it now, but I mean, there's, this, there's, a, <laughs> there's a battle for July 21st happening right now between Mission Impossible and Oppenheimer and Barbie. Like, we're getting a movie outside of the movie. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, us. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye.